to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We have a continuation of the show we started the other day. And if you are looking for the notes from the previous day's show, at the title of the show, and let me look to make sure I get this right, is the seven reasons you have never have any money and how to fix that. Basically what we're doing is we're helping all of you guys to acknowledge the fact that you have a savings problem, and it's a very normal thing to have. And, you know, the, Julie and I were actually talking about this. We talked about you guys probably, I don't know, for probably a few hours yesterday. And the, one of the conclusions we came to is that we, we are obviously doing our best to try to communicate the message to all of you that despite what you might be experiencing in your life and just all these other you know macro and micro things that ex- everyone experiences in their business and their lives, that you have to double down and you have to really, really stay focused and engaged on the accomplishment of your goal. And the goal that we focus on primarily uh, as coaches is the idea that you're going to be rich. And the definition of rich is where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. And we even drill that down on past podcasts. But the gist of it being is that you run a very efficient, very profitable business that results in uh, you uh, having enough profit left over that you can invest that money and produce passive income. And I mean by rental properties, of course. So we're, uh, our focus, our primary focus of all these podcasts, the you know, thousands we've done by now, is uh, primarily focused on that goal, the accomplishment of that goal, but also teaching you guys the best we can how to you know, obviously sell, how to have a mindset of being of service to other folks and things of that nature. But really, our primary objective on the podcast with regards to money, not you know, any of the other things we touch on, but with regards to money, is getting you to the point where you're rich, where your money works for you and you no longer work for your money. So this conversation Julie and I had yesterday, we are realizing that so many of you guys had that goal originally when you got into real estate or maybe when you were even before you were in real estate and you've lost touch with it. You've lost really the you know you you've essentially been sold into believing other things. And uh, again, this podcast is designed to get you guys back on track to help you realize that the accomplishment of being rich, again, where your money works for you and you no longer have to work for your money, is obtainable provided you stay the course and you and you keep your head screwed on straight. One of the biggest challenges that anyone has, not just real estate agents, um, but you know any professional, any entrepreneur, any anything, is basically producing enough profit. And because there's so many different crafty, clever ways for you to waste money nowadays. And I mean that quite literally, waste money on things that will never work, never really did work, that you know you are attracted to because you think it's going to produce transactions for you. And sometimes some of these things eventually do produce transactions, but by the time you get a transaction uh, through one of these gimmicky companies, you end up what? With no profit. So that goes back to the original point, assuming your goal is to produce profit so you can one day be rich. And, and, you know, it's, it's depressing to us sometimes to read these emails because we realize how much more work we have to do in helping all of you guys realize that you can't actually accomplish it. You can't give up on it. It has to be the goal of, the, of all goals, professionally speaking. I'm not, you know, mixing too much here. I'm just staying focused on what our wheelhouse is, which is helping you guys be fantastic real estate professionals and obviously helping you produce lots of profit that you can be rich from. And you know what? It, it's the distractions that have come about in the last 20 years that are making a lot of you guys 
lose, lose faith in the accomplishment of that goal, that's what the part is that's depressing because you guys don't even realize it's happened. A lot of the things that have crept into your lives that have been essentially financial vampires have, have been subversive, and you haven't, been really, you haven't known that they've happened. And, uh, again, we're going to help you guys to really drill your heads uh, into this uh, accomplishment of this goal. And I want you to be absolutely fanatical. You guys talk – sometimes there's these guru types out there that tell you that you have to have passion in order to be successful, which is total bullshit. You don't. That's just an ego type thing. So, But what you do have to have is you have to have obsession. Obsession is a different thing. Obsession means you do it whether you feel like doing it or not. Obsession means you don't, you don't have any sort of uh, – there's absolutely nothing that's going to get you off track. I want you to be obsessed with the accomplishment ultimately of being rich. And some of you guys can do that on a hell of a lot less money than you think. You can do that on five or seven or ten thousand dollars a month. And if you had five or seven or ten thousand dollars a month coming in per month from uh, income properties, then you wouldn't have to work anymore. At least the nature of what you did every day, the nature of the work would feel different. And the, and we've had so many coaching clients that have rounded the bend with the accomplishment of uh, becoming rich. Again, they've got enough rental properties that the rental properties produce enough passive income that if they chose not to do anything for the rest of their lives uh, as, except maybe you know sit around and twiddle their toes, they would be just fine because the rental properties uh, rent increases every year to stay on track with inflation, so their lifestyles can stay the same. You know all those types of things. That's where we want you guys to at least have the option to be. Where some of these coaching clients are where they have the option of whether or not they actually want to do what they don't want to do and they don't want to do it at the highest level anymore. That's really the goal. I want, Jilly wants, all of our coaches want you guys to get to the point where you truly can have a life where you only are doing what you want to do, when you want to do it, at the highest level, not the exact opposite. But you have to be willing to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level in order to earn the right to have the other experience. So, Jilly, do I, is this a good way to start out today's show to finish yeah, up the topic? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's also a segue into one of our next topics that we're working on uh, upcoming, possibly starting tomorrow, which is uh, why is it that sometimes, well, really all the time, if we're being honest, things take longer than you had planned. So we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of that so that we can turn that around, uh, maybe scoot the uh, timeline on further. So that, that was a good segue. And I also have some quick shout-outs. You know, Mondays are always the day that we have great feedback from over the weekend, open houses, for example. And I'm not just talking about newbies doing open houses. This is something I want, you know, kind of, I'm sure there's some grizzled veterans rolling their eyes. Oh, my God, they're going to talk about open houses. But listen to this from Dina Rodriguez. Uh, she says, just wanted to share this with everyone. This is my standard open house setting, and she posts some pictures of that, and it looks very professional, typical, uh, very classy setup. She says, along with the standard flyers, I also bring neighborhood information and area information. But one thing that I noticed is that not everyone takes my business card. So I started, what I started doing is giving out thank you for visiting cards to everyone that came in without an, a realtor. Even if they said they had one, I still give it to them. And the thank you card is my business card and a lotto ticket. I thank them for coming and also let them know if they're currently not working with an agent, I'd love to help them out. Everyone takes the thank you gift, and I received four calls afterwards telling me that, yes, they would like me to help them. And overall, I received 11 total leads from this weekend's open houses, including some neighbors who stopped by who want to both buy and sell 
listing leads for those of you who think opens are only for buyers and that she was asked uh, this wasn't even her listing I believe it was asked by the listing agent to do it again for her so I think that was great great feedback and then we have from Andy Madrid wanted to share my open house I did them on Father's Day weekend he did a beautiful video to introduce that uh, but he says that as soon as he got the condo open house done he slammed his knee against the footboard blood everywhere no band-aids in the house he's not posting a picture but needless to say paper towels and saran wrap do wonders so yeah sometimes open houses go a little bit different and Tim just real quick I that made me think of an open house that we did once on West Beachwald where the seller was quite eccentric and had many animals coming and going to and from the house through her dog door I, don't know if you remember <laughs> I remember that, that. I totally have forgotten that <laughs> I thought I would share this quickly oh my God. Yes. and you know it was a beautiful house but you know let's just say she was quite animal friendly she would brag about how the raccoons would break into her kitchen and eat the cereal out of the uh, cereal box yep. in the middle of the night well I was doing an open house and everything was going great and then her giant cat drags in a blue jay underneath now i guess he had the decency to do this in the dining room it was at least appropriate and uh, chowed (laughs) down on this poor blue jay right there in the dining room under the dining room table on you know a really nice area rug and i just kind of sat there as probably andy did as he was bleeding looking for saran wrap and paper towels going okay i guess we'll roll with it (laughs) you know so uh, these things only happen to people who are motivated and taking action. And, of course, strange stuff happens, and that's why you have to generate lots of business so you don't have to tolerate the weirder things. But back to you, Tim, and we'll wrap up the uh, – Well, guys, so the, moral of, of the story is we, yeah. so moral of the story is that we've been there, done that. We understand what a lot of you guys are experiencing. And, you know, we've seen from the perspective of being top-producing agents as well as the perspective – now we've been coaching for longer than we sold real estate – But from the perspective of coaching, I have to say the coaching perspective has given us a better understanding of really all the trials and tribulations that are working against you guys to really ultimately become rich. And a lot of it, most of it is in your control, but you have to be told that these things are working against you. It used to be that when you didn't have enough, you could just basically, you know, uh, let's say you didn't have enough money to pay your bills or whatever. It was just a function of primarily somebody not working very hard. I think really that was true. But now what's happened is there's so many external things between you guys not knowing how to make smart business decisions, and I don't mean that to be an asshole. I'm just trying to be direct with you for the sake of the podcast, but not knowing how to evaluate whether or not you should be purchasing or investing or wasting your time with some business gimmick. That's a, that's a big problem right there. But add to that all the sort of subversive things that have crept into our lives outside of business that have caused us to basically, you know, I tell this story occasionally, but it was so true when Julie and I were selling real estate in Ohio. Um, you know, there was, I remember the first year and we broke all kinds of records and we, you know, I don't want, I don't like talking about us, but just for the record, you guys may or may not remember some of you who have been with us, you know, following us, friends with us, contacted with us for 25 years, our first year in the business, we sold over a hundred houses. Well, that was all great, right? I mean, no one's ever done that before. We won all kinds of awards recognized by national association of realtors. We wrote a book that went on a book tour, the whole thing, but here's what happened. This is the story that didn't get told. So that year, we were sitting around with our accountant, and the accountant was then saying, you know, you guys not only have to pay federal and to the, you know, federal taxes, well, we expected that, state taxes, well, we expected that. And then he had this stack. Remember, we sold 100 houses. He had this stack of other tax returns for the cities that we also owed taxes in. So in other words, we had to pay st- uh, income taxes for every city 
in central Ohio that we'd sold a house in. And it was insane, you know. And, uh, and all the different rates. That's what, you know, you can't yeah, just pay it as you go because you've got to figure out each individual one for each individual zip code. It was crazy. Exactly. And if you guys start adding up all the little subversive, and I mean that word, and I've selected that word intentionally, subversive, that's something that sneaks in behind you that you don't pay attention to, that maybe it just you get used to so you think it's normal. But like when, when 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when you were making money, when you were focusing on accomplishing financial goals, there weren't so, so many, many subversive things out there that were trying to take your money. Now, some of these subversive things you can completely control. You know, the easier ones to control are obviously, do you really need that level of service on your cable bill? Do you really need that level of service on your cell phone? Do you really – you should go through every single thing you're expensing. Your health insurance is another big black hole. Go through every single thing that you guys are paying for, and you need to look at it and question it and challenge it and really make sure that it's performing for you like it should. You know, and Julie and I are also talking about how it's become like – you know, this new thing, and it's, it is new, guys, the last 10 or 15 years, that normal people are now insisting on sending their kids to private schools. Now, what is that really all about? Is that because the local schools are so terrible? I don't think so in every case. In some cases, I'm sure it's true. But for the most part, it's a status thing. That's it. It's a status thing. You want to be able to brag to your friends about what private elementary school your kids are going to. Again, I know that there's some special circumstances and this is and the that's, but that's just one of those things. It doesn't even, it's not even a question of in, in now middle-class, normal-income households where people have this expectation in many parts of the country that Johnny or Susie are going to go to a private school. Well, some of those private schools, guys, are literally – uh, going to take away any chance you have of ever saving, and the list goes on. The lifestyle creep stuff goes on, and there's in, so when we have these coaching calls with new coaching clients, we ask them to go through ex- their expenses. Never do they know. Never do they know. And I promise you, the 94, 98,000 of you that will end up listening to this, you guys don't know. You don't know exactly where your money's going. You don't know why it's going there. You haven't questioned whether or not that's a smart use of money. And I'm not even talking about business expenses. Now, when you get into business expenses, then it's just crazy all the ways you guys waste money because you guys have never been taught, and I think it's true that brokers and office managers have never been taught how to truly evaluate whether or not an expense is actually delivering a sufficient return on investment. And I, I have news for you guys. For the most part, I would say, no exaggeration, 75% of all the things you're spending money on in your business are not getting you a return on investment. The long-term lead follow-up plans, the buying the buyer leads, the doing this and the doing that and the doing the other things, the, the you know institutional advertising, a lot of the branding stuff you guys are doing, all this stuff is literally a waste of money. If you stopped doing it, it would make no difference whatsoever to your cash flow, but it would make difference to the amount of money you're able to save. But why do people continue to do that? Why do people why – do, why do any of you, why do any business owners – why are they ever taking in an ad or spending any money whatsoever without being able to actually quantify it? Like I have people every single day that try to sell us marketing and advertising and this and that and the other thing based purely on branding. Like, okay, well, you're going to expand your brand and all the rest of it. I said, well, how can I quantify that? How do I actually know whether that – and they, of course, then say, I don't – I mean, they have no answer. Branding, for the most part, is a bunch of BS. The only branding you guys need are sold signs. That's a side – that's a different topic. But so there's an example. I know agents are spending thousands, millions, hundreds of millions of dollars per year on things that literally they cannot track. 
if you cannot find a direct correlation between the money spent and the money you get on re- in, re- in exchange for that money spent, then you should not do it. The same thing goes the way you spend your time. So, guys, listen. The bottom line, your profit is the bottom line. And if you're not making enough, sufficient enough profit that you can then reinvest that money and actually become rich, then what the hell is the point of you being in business, honestly? Why are you doing it? Why are you going through all the stress? Why are you going through all the, you know, the turmoil, losing all the – everything – if you're not actually saving money, if you're not actually producing profit. And again, here's another thing. So many of you guys will say, I'll be profitable next year, the next year, the next year. I'm building it. I'm creating it. I'm putting the machine together. Guys, that is an antiquated sort of trendy way of thinking, and it's a tech way of thinking. And if you have lots of VC money or angel money or you're not actually having to make profit in order to basically continue with the business, then go for it. That's completely different. But for those of you who are quote-unquote customer-funded, in other words, you have to make a profit in order to stay in business, for all of us that are in that situation, I strongly encourage you to go back to the point that Julie made last week. Uh, or actually the other day on the same show topic, show number one, and we talked about paying yourself first. Because if you don't do that, literally, uh, just you know, to the point where uh, you are an absolute crazy person about peeling off your 10%, your 20%, your 30% first, before you pay your taxes, before you pay your kids' private school, before you pay your kids' private summer camp, before you pay for the, you know, all the other things you guys are maybe thinking, maybe need to rethink about as to why you're spending money on those things, just to keep up with the Joneses. It's called lifestyle creep. It's, is it really, is it sustainable? I mean, if you guys don't slow yourselves down and focus on the fact that your business is to produce a profit and what that profit is to be reinvested, you, you're essentially having these unsustainable golden cage lifestyles that will inevitably, every single time, they will, that is not going to end well for you. You are going to look back upon having wasted lots of money on silliness, and you're going to really question the validity of it. I'm glad society is finally questioning the validity of going to college and getting goofy liberal arts degrees that don't result in a paycheck, but do result in young people having you know, gazillions of dollars in, in debt. I mean, Julie and I were in that situation 25 years ago, and we paid it off. It was one of our motivations to get into real estate to begin with. So, guys, look, we want to challenge the way you're thinking about money because we want more than anything all of you to be able to wake up in the morning and feel that sense of financial freedom. I honestly, just meditate on it, focus on it, pray on it. Just close your eyes when you're not driving and really drill down on how that would feel if every single day you woke up knowing, knowing that for sure there was enough money coming in to make it so that your family was taken care of, that you didn't have to worry about money for the holidays, that you could take a nice summer vacation, that everything was taken care of, health insurance, all the financial obligations in your life were taken care of, and they were taken care of from passive income that you've gotten from producing a profitable real estate practice to buy real estate uh, properties. Guys, there are markets across the country country right now, and Julie, this is another topic we need to definitely discuss because mm-hmm. I get tons of emails about this, where you guys can buy real estate property that's going to produce 8 and 10% cash on cash return. We're going to give you a list of our top properties. Actually, Julie, let's do that this week, okay? Okay. We're going to give you a list of our, our – I'm sorry, a list of our top markets where we look and we advise our private clients to look for single-family homes, single-family residential real estate that produces 8 to 10% cash on cash, where the direction every single one of you should seriously be considering uh, as your primary focus in your business. I want you to literally say, I'm running a, a 
a business focused on being of service to other people, helping other people solve problems, a profitable business so that I can purchase rental property so that three years from now, five years from now, one year from now, I no longer have to work unless I choose to. Guys, that's where I want you to get. Isn't that a vision that all of us could say hell yeah about? So look, Julie, let's talk about the cure. We talked about essentially all the reasons why they don't save. Now let's give them five real quick tips on basically the cure and how they can supercharge their savings. You got it. And these really should become financial rules that you instigate upon yourself, holding yourself accountable. And you know, post this on your wall. Make it a visual accountability. Start tracking it. Know what's going on with your finances. That's one thing I find with the treasure map, Tim, is it's, there's a lot of aha experiences in there where it's almost like some people hide out from knowing the truth, and you know, the big monster in the back of their head makes it worse. They always think that they need more to get ahead. But when you follow these rules, you'll find that it's the incremental improvement that makes the difference. So rule number one is always save 10%. 20% is better, off the top of every single commission check. Now, we, we talked about if that's a stretch for you right now, and I know for some of you it may be, make it 500 bucks, make it 250 bucks, and then make a goal within 90 days of getting it to 10%, then raise it to 20% off of every single check. Remember the rule on that is it goes into a dedicated savings account without a debit card and without a checkbook. It's savings, meaning that it's supposed to stay in there. Okay, rule number two. Always save 20% towards a dedicated tax account, which does not commingle with your other savings or operations money. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said, well, it's a, you know, that my tax savings is in my regular savings and I just keep everything together until I find out what I owe. Well, that's not really a good way of management, is it? Because then you don't know how much is real savings and how much is going to taxes. The stuff going to taxes is not actually your money, thus it should not be in the same account. All right, rule number three. Pay off high interest rate debt first. Become debt free. And, you know, we have a lot of people that have done different programs. Total Money Makeover is a great Dave Ramsey program that many of our successful clients have been through. But really, the principle of that is pretty simple. Pay off high interest rate debt first, and then you'll work your way backwards towards your less high interest rates. But make a goal of getting debt free, and then I should have had a little mini point here. Stay debt-free. <laughs> Many people pay it off and then get right back into it because, aha, my credit score actually went up, so now I can go borrow more. That's not the point. Hey, Julie, Stay I want to do, do, do a quick two-minute blurb on that, okay? So sure. here, again, I don't think it's your guys' fault that some of you struggle with money. I really don't. For the most part, if you guys were in, if you were the same exact age, same exact situation, it was, say, back in the 1980s and maybe even the 1990s, all of you would be saving more because you would have less things that were basically trying to cost you money. Some of those things are your choice. Some of those things, you know, you can decide whether or not they're worth doing business things. But others, the harder decisions you have to make are about the private schools, are about the county you live in, are about the state you live in, are about the part of the country you live in. I mean, all these types of decisions you guys should seriously be discussing. If you're really, truly serious about getting rich, it's not a passive activity, I promise you. You have to be so focused on that accomplishment of that goal that hell or high water 
it doesn't matter. You're still going to accomplish it. You know, so really spend some time to study the behaviors, the patterns, where folks live, the quality of life, all that stuff. I know you're from your particular area and you've lived everywhere. You've lived where you've lived forever, and that's just the way it's going to be. But maybe it would be easier if you just moved maybe an hour away for you to accumulate more money quicker. You know, I can't buy rental properties like the ones you're describing in my market. Yeah, I know. That's the reason we're going to give you a list of the top 12 cities around the country that you can purchase real estate in. You don't need to live there to buy rental properties guys. You buy stocks and you don't even know where the companies are based. So listen, guys, a lot of you are going to need a free coaching call after this call, after this show. Go to freecoachingcallsforagents.com, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. And when you do, we're also going to give you our free books, including Real Estate Treasure Map and Think and Grow Rich for Real Estate and your 12-monthly generation plan and a couple others. So make sure you go there, and, and you will be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. Do that right away, freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Julie, we have a couple more quick points. Yes, we do. Number four, uh, save a minimum of six months of reserves based on your monthly overhead in a savings account. This is real reserves based on your personal overhead, things you must pay times six. Ban yourself from debit cards and checkbooks on this account. Consider keeping cash in a safe. Many of our listeners do. They've told us about that. And make your, that'll make your savings more real for you. You know, compare the difference between spending cash in your hand. Say it was $100 bills. You've got five $100 bills versus the ease that you put it on a credit card. When you're looking at those $500 bills, don't you feel more connected to that? A lot of people do, and I've seen that the savings will increase and you'll be much more protective of it if you at least dedicate it to an account, if not actually to uh, cold, hard cash. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nice for you to feel really it and g- see it and see Dave, that connection. Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, guys, you're really probably not going to be able to do better. He does such a great job of outlining a plan. With regards to debt retirement and things of that nature and getting your head screwed on straight financially, I strongly encourage all of you guys to tune into what he has to say. It's fascinating to me that some people out there don't like what Dave has to say. But when you really dig into what they don't like about what he's saying, it's because it's Christian-based. That's just the truth. They don't like the fact that basically there's somebody who's essentially Christian-based that's giving financial advice. They think that's a conflict. In my mind, I cannot even fathom why people would see that as a conflict. But here nor there, tune into what he has to say. He has been able to deliver a message that is cohesive and understandable to everyone, no matter what their level of financial sophistication. If you guys are feeling anxiety because we're talking about finances, if you're feeling anxiety because we're talking about something you know, that basically is, is, is something that you have been ignoring all your adult lives, well, I want you to realize that anxiety is a natural reaction to the fact that your subconscious mind is telling you to listen to what Tim and Julie are saying. Listen to what Dave Ramsey is saying. Get your financial acts together. Make it so that, guys, you you don't have to choose to struggle anymore. Understand that your ego wants you to stay broke. Okay, I know I'm getting obtuse, so just read the book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Halliday. But your ego wants you to stay broke. Your ego wants you to stay in struggle mode. Your ego doesn't want you to have any savings. These types of things, these types of subconscious, you know, the wiring that you guys have, the software needs to be updated. So I challenge all of you to definitely go get Dave's book, uh, Total Money Makeover, and also go and get the book Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Halliday. I promise you guys it will save your lives. In the last little bit, after you basically have your rental properties and the rental properties are producing cash flow and you guys have enough cash flow coming off your rental properties you don't have to work anymore if you chose not to, a lot of you are still going to want to work. And so what do you do with the profits from those rental properties? You can obviously buy more. But what we encourage many of you guys to do is then fully fund your retirement accounts. You guys, unless you make more than 198 
8000 a year will qualify for uh, Roths, and you guys can require, uh, qualify for SEPs and all this other good stuff. So I do want you guys to max out your retirement accounts every year because it does have a long-term beneficial effect on, you know, basically your your uh, golden years. And in addition to that, it does have a, uh, a nice benefit of reducing your taxes today. So, Jeff, take the profits from your paid-off rental properties and put those in to uh, Vanguard index funds. And you can open up like a Scott Trader, a Meritrade account, and the trade costs are like seven, eight bucks. That's really, you know, a no-brainer. You might want to look into health savings accounts. You definitely might want to look into 529 plans. There's, you don't have to be a resident. I, I find this, you know, I had to study, Julie and I studied this, you know, for Zoe, our daughter, and you don't have to be a resident of a state to buy a 529 in a particular state. It just give you guys save you some effort. If you guys are uh, in Texas, do the Texas uh, uh, tuition Texas Promise Tuition Fund. And I don't believe you need to be a Texas resident, but one of the best um, plans in the nation is actually out of Utah. And again, you don't have to be a resident of Utah to take advantage of it. But they have got one of the best rated 529 plans. Do all this homework yourself, guys. Listen, I know these conversations make you, you never hear any at an office meeting talking about this stuff, do you? There's not any financial guru that's going to come to town and want to talk to real estate people about how to save and invest. The only people you ever hear about talking about saving and investing are usually doing so when they're trying to sell you something, a commission-based financial product. So we're going to do our best to help you guys understand that the path to where many of you originally wanted to be, of being rich, it is obtainable. You can do it a lot quicker than you possibly think, but you need to really truly tune in and cut out all the Mickey Mouse, all the conflicting messages. You need to realize that, you know, most guys that are trying to sell us securities, even, you know, Vanguard index funds, when you talk to somebody that's trying to put a portfolio together, chances are like 99% chance he's on commission or she's on commission. And so they're telling you things that are basically going to involve them making money off of you immediately and over the long run. And the last thing they want you to do, now this will make you laugh, but I want you to think about this, is they don't want you to pay your house off and they don't want you to buy investment properties. Why? Because that means less money that you can invest with them. So that's the reason that people say don't pay your house off. That's the reason that they say invest money in stocks and this, that, and the other. And all these analysis and all these things and all these financial news states, Bloomberg, CNBC, Financial Times, all those articles, all, those, all that content is designed to get you guys to feel like you need to buy more securities. That's it. And you need to decide if you know that's the path you want to go on. And I strongly encourage all of you guys, and we're going to talk more about this on future podcasts, purchase as many rental properties as you can and pay them off. And do that as quick as you possibly can. And by doing so, you will create the financial freedom, which is the driving force behind all, that motivates all of us. At the end of the day, is it the fancy house and the fancy cars and the private schools and the this and the that? Is that the reason you got into real estate originally? Or did you get into real estate originally because you wanted to create some financial freedom? You guys get it. I know you do, or you would be listening to us every day. Email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com if you need us for anything. Premier Coaching members, Julie's uh, live premiere one-on-one coaching call starts now. Get on the call. Have a great day, guys. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, Thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.